You're listening to the Brisbane Football Review. We'll be back after this. Welcome back to the Brisbane Football Review Season Preview Edition. It's James Scott and Adam for the Daily Football Show Fan Network. Let's go on to our season predictions. Okay. If you want to, I if mean... You, if you say so, I mean... Well, I am the host. We, we do yeah. know full well that this, this will be kept in the archive I know, and right. unleashed on episode 30-something, so... Only remember, if I'm right, which I will remember, be. If you, if you right. pick the order, miss the finals like someone here did last year, it will come back and bite mm. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's start with uh, Brisbane-specific predictions. Obviously, we covered the team in general in, season, in segment one. Who's going to be the player of the season for them this year, Adam? Uh, look, I, I had Eric Borthiak down as, but I don't even know if he's visa. They'll even let him into the country the way yeah. it's going at the moment. So Still, I think it's just a slow process. I saw Vince Rigari mm. tweet today that, I can't believe that's the way we report news now, but <laughs> <laughs> yep. I saw Vince Rigari tweet that like, it's just a slower than expected process. There, there, there are obviously, yeah, you know, we don't want to rig it too well, much. Well, he'll be fit when he gets here, that's the problem, but... Yeah, like I said, if he, if he hit the ground running, it'd be a different story. But look, I look, I think talent-wise, I still think he could be, you know, vital to the Raw this season. I, I think, you know, he comes with, you know, with great pedigree. So, look, you know, why not? Like I said, it worked for Corona a couple of years ago. So, look, it's, we're putting our faith in him. And we have seen, like, at the Fan Forum on Friday night, which, by the way, thank you everyone for participating in. It made me a lot less awkward up there. <laughs> and Slightly less awkward. Yeah, well, there's only so far I can go. Um, yeah, play... Uh, Eric Bortiak, I think Aloisi is very, very eager to get him on board by the sounds of it. So you've gone with Bortiak as... That's that's my pick for okay. player season, despite the issues. Scott? Uh, so I'll, if, as a player who will link everything together, Brett Holman. He's going to be the link between the midfield and Bortiak and Macaroni. I think if he fires, the Raw will be well on their way to scoring the goals required. Brett Holman. Well, I would love to disagree with you there, Scott, but... I can't. I think Brett Holman You always is... dis- like disagreeing with me, so I don't lie. I like disagreeing with anyone. Exactly. That's just me. But, yeah, I think Brett Holman's going to be the key here. He's got a full preseason yeah. with the team now, and if he can stay healthy, I can yeah. see him, you know, pushing 10 goals. Because yeah, I just look at the attacking third. He's the one player I don't see a like-for-like replacement for. If he's out for an extended period, I'm not sure who would play in that. Ben Kalfala. Probably, but then who... Yeah, then they'd play with Scapettas on the right or something, but... And Bortiak and yeah. Brady and... Yeah. Like, that. that's a... Not to get too far into this, but I feel like that's a good thing about yeah. the Roy's. They do have two players that can play in every spot, maybe with varying degrees of success. Yeah. But oh, exactly. Like uh, Ben Kalfala, he wouldn't be your first pick for number ten, but he'll do the job. Yeah. So there seems to cover all across that that attacking and sort of midfield line. And Ben Kalfala is probably going to have to hit the ground running with the aforementioned Bortiak situation. Yeah. Who's going to be the top goal scorer? I'll start. Yeah. I'm going to say Macaroni. He kind of has to. Be. Yeah, it better be Macaroni. <laughs> But the only way that I could see someone else doing... Well, macaroni for you, Scott? Yes, for me. Yep, macaroni okay. for me. Well, rather than just saying, yeah, well, he's 38, played Serie A what, yep. and whatnot, the only way I can see it being someone else is if someone like Pettis Capetis comes in and just starts nailing goals off the bench and Aloisi has no choice but to start Even it. then, I think it would take an injury to Macaroni for someone to get enough playing time up in that final third to score the goals. It may very well, but Macaroni could very easily start to play that sort of linking hold-up yeah. man role where he starts to feed in Scapetis yeah. because everyone's saying, oh, there's the big angry Kevin Musket lookalike, yeah. let's mark him. 
That's that's just one way I can actually see it playing out. I th- I think you know whereas in the past that you know obviously with Jay McLaren you know he set the benchmark with twenty goals you know and that and no he was by far and away the you know, the leading Brisbane Rule goal scorer. Look, I think the season I think you know to be top goal scorer amongst the Raw could be eight nine goals because I believe that you now if the Raw can be successful it's going to be spread out yeah. across you know five or six different players you know in attack rather than relying on one outlet you know so I think I, I think Macaroni will be top scorer but I like so I'm not saying he's going to score 20 goals no no chance I think, I think, think it's going to be somewhere it, between nine and 20 yeah, exactly. where he'll end up somewhere around there I think well, just looking last year, we did say, you know, goals were a problem for them last year, even with a couple of high-scoring <laughs> fixtures later on in the year. I'd say, well, 43 goals last year. I feel like they're going to need to probably get closer to 50. Oh, actually, yeah. they're going to need to break 50, I think. I'd say so. But all that being said, why not? All right, so breakout player of the year. Oh, I think it's already so, over, to be honest. Unless unless he, unless he breaks something, that's uh, Peter Capetis, I think. Do you give him one preseason, eh? Pretty much, <laughs> he's the only one who's shown any yeah. massive advancement. It's so look, he just needs, he just needs to show up and continue that form solidly throughout the season. And I think for me, he'd be the best. He'd be the breakout player. It's an interesting season. one because Coletti and Dagestino had their breakout last year, so they got their yeah. So I can't really take. Coletti yeah, it's hard again. to include those two guys in this discussion. I think he, Coletti actually won Breakthrough Player of the Year for the at the awards night. So can he win? Could it break through two years? Yeah. Ago? Look, look, no. Actually, to be honest, I think he can. You know, at the moment, you know, he he did play a bit of a cameo role yeah. in the back end of the season. You know, if he, somehow, some way, his form warrants that he plays, you know, you know, twenty to twenty-seven games. You know, that I think that I think alone's a breakthrough. So, look, I wouldn't I wouldn't rule a line through him. I just I just have my choice of Scapettis. I think Adam's right, by the way. I think it will be Scapettis. Yeah. We'll look we'll look at him as the player who will break through. And actually, I just remembered what we were talking about on Friday as well with the uh, player of the season. I'm going to change mine from Brett Holman to Luke Devere. Okay. But I think he's going to have to have a good season this year. And obviously, he wants to get in the Socceroos. And like I was talking about in the previous segment, I think he's going to have a big year. Can't believe I forgot about that. Actually, I can because, you know, (laughs) man. All right, let's go over to the A-League predictions. Johnny Warren medal. I've got Adrian from Sydney FC. I've just picked Troisi because we're all just guessing here. Uh, look, I agree. Um, Adrian Majewski, I think he's. Um, yeah, look, I I think he is a he looks a level above you know, at the he's, moment. He's got Ninkovic in his side though, who is a, an absolute favourite of both fans and also a lot of the media who vote on this thing. I think it's so. the eyes. I just can't help but so stare I just him. think they might take votes off each other, which is why I've gone for Troisi, but. If I think if they're winning every almost every week, yeah. Look, uh, look, uh, it's, it's a valid well, point. Who said they're going to be winning every week? Oh, look, I'd be, I'd be shocked if they weren't. <laughs> true. All right. That means it must be true, right? And <laughs> look, young player of the year. Screw it. Let's just go with Skipetis because. No, I'm going Danny <laughs> De Silva. Danny De Silva. Okay. Yeah. Right, he, he's actually, only twenty. Yeah. I'm actually on the Tom Glover's um, bandwagon here. I think. Um, Look, I think if Mariners are going to, you know, do well this season, like I look, I agree, Dane De Silva as well. I think he he's a prime candidate yeah. for the. He's um, the obvious pick, really. Yeah, he? but I, but I also think that you know defensively that would be where you know Mariners if they're going to succeed this season, that's where they need to be, and I yep. think Tom Glover will be an integral part of that. All right, so now we're going to go on Skipetis. Yep, Skipetis. Okay. Yeah. If he plays as well as he's shown in preseason, I don't see why he wouldn't be. Okay. All right, so we're going to move on to the ladder predictions, and we're going to start off with the bottom end of the league, Wellington. Great. You told me you had them top of the table, James. 
<laughs> no, I had them top of my list, which is the wooden spoon. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I do agree. I think they'll be a lot better than what both of you think they're going to be, but I do think they'll be the 10th well, place finisher this year. Just, well, I would like to preface my predictions by saying I think this is going to be a phenomenally close yeah. league. Like We were talking about just before we got to this segment, saying last year it was 44 points between Sydney FC at the top and Newcastle Jets at the bottom, and 45 yeah. between Sydney FC and 8th place Mariners. So... You know, yeah, I, we were talking about off air when we started recording this segment. How hard it was to to put to put these put the ladder together. So mm-hmm. I think it's going to be very difficult. And I think it's going to be a very <coughs> very close competition this year. Mm-hmm. And I only hope for a competition and entertainment standpoint. We do have you know weeks twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven. Yeah. You have teams that could finish anywhere from like second to eighth. Yeah, you look, don't I, want too many teams cut adrift, do you? Look, I actually think the thirty points might not be enough to actually. Um, May not actually be enough to uh, like to get the wooden spoon. I mean, this is, you know, we have this debate every year about actually winning the wooden spoon and whatnot. But yeah, I, I think yeah, thirty points. Whereas I think last year it was it was twenty two um, before that. I think Mariners fit before that was even less, than, well yeah. less than that. So so just hold off sending your wooden spoons to Wellington, James. Just wait. Okay. Just wait a couple of weeks. Definitely, I'll save <laughs> it for when they come to the Gold Coast. Okay. <laughs> All right. So. Uh, up next, we've got the three teams that are going to miss the finals. For that, I've got Newcastle, Perth, and Western Sydney Wanderers. Now, Wanderers, that's purely because of the fact that they're going to be searching for a coach probably for the next fortnight at least. Mm-hmm. And if they aren't, it means they're going to have to find someone in a fairly rash decision in my mind. Okay. No, that's just fair. Like I said, for, for my um, three that miss out, I've, uh, two out of three, like I think I mean, Perth finished ninth. Mm-hmm. I've got uh, Melbourne City in eighth. I'm just, yep. I'm just not sold on their recruiting. I think, you know, as on paper, it looks, looks you know, a half-decent team. I just don't know if they'll put it together. Yeah. And like I said, but with that said, you know, it doesn't, I'm not saying they're going to lose every game or they're going to be hopeless. I think in just, they're going to miss the, the the vital games. That's where they're going to miss yeah. out on points. And that'll be enough to see them miss out. And I think Newcastle will just miss out on seven. Now, that being said, like, the three teams that I've got missing out, I could very easily see all a scenario mm. where they all make the finals. Absolutely. And so I agree with that. I can't believe you stole my predictions. <laughs> I have Perth in ninth because they got no defenders. Melbourne City eighth because I'm not sold on them, and Newcastle seventh just missing oh, out. Great minds think alike. But I think I, we like, spend way you, too much time together. Know, yeah. Unlike you, I don't think I'm. I think Newcastle could make the finals. I, I really can't see. Certainly Perth making it. Melbourne City would be a late run. Yeah, for, for, they're for just me, they're just missing too many players early on. Yeah, for me Perth, I think tra- the travel's the issue. They they they, 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 they never travel there. Well, <laughs> yeah, that being, that being said, I think, yeah, I think them, and then that also as well, I say about Wooden Spoon Wellington as well, I think where they're going to fall down more than just their site is, is the travel. I think that's a real problem for the, uh, I think the distance derby, derby so, wheels for the Wooden Spoon you know Derby this year. I'm going to change something just to be different. Perth 10th, Wellington 9th. Ooh. Hello, Farpost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're going to move on to the... Uh, fifth and sixth place teams that are going to just make the finals. I've got Central Coast in sixth and Adelaide in fifth. Stop stealing my predictions. At least with him. Yeah, at least with me this time. I think Mariners, I'm, I'm a big fan of what yeah. Paul Ocon's doing there, and I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. The more I look at Central Coast, the more I like what I see. I mean, I, I do think there's things that could go wrong there, and they could make us look foolish by finishing near the bottom, but I'd, I just think they've got a good team there this year. Yeah. With a coach who's got the players he wants now, he showed he could get something out of players last year. I think they'll be good. And Adelaide, I think, will start slow, and I think they'll end up in the finals. Mm. But I don't think they're going to be much higher than fifth. 
Uh, with the Mariners, I think, yeah, consistency might be an issue for yeah. them, but there will be marked progress from yeah. last year. Look, I got um, with you guys, I think uh, Central Coast can finish sixth and make the finals. And for fifth, I've got Brisbane Raw. Wow. I, I think Send your Adam, was a pessim- Adam was a pessimistic one last year. So. Yeah, look, so I'm just carrying on tradition. Look, at least he's got him in the finals this year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like, again, I'm, I'm, I sort of just, yeah, caution the fact that, you know, I think yeah. it's not so that I don't believe them. Man. Like, at the end of the day, we all we all around this table, you know, I think that we hope that they can yeah. win it. Just, But just sort of putting it all together, I just think, yeah, they're just going to finish just short of sort of top four and whatnot. So, so an away final, according to Adam. Okay, I've yep. got to start saving up for plane tickets. Yep. <laughs> All right, so on to third and fourth. I've got Melbourne. Yep, thank Melbourne. you. Both. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> which one's fourth, which one's third? Good question. Anyway, Adam. Uh, no, a- time answer the question. <laughs> I would say... Off the fence. Victory fourth, City third. Okay. Yeah, for, for me, I've got Adelaide in fourth. Um, I look, as, as I said in the um, previous segment, I think they're the real dark horse in all this. I think you know they may they may start slow, but I think they've got a team that's very capable, of, you know, of really going on a run, yep. such similar to their, their championship wing team. And I actually think yeah, they'll go well. I think they'll, I think they match up very well against the top teams. So I've put them in fourth and in third, despite despite sort of the shock of the um, weekend with Tony Popovich leaving, I think Western Sydney Wanderers still can still finish third. They do uh, still have a good yeah. squad. That's that's yeah, yeah pretty I've much. Got the Wanderers in fourth, dropping them from first down to fourth after. Popovich news. I just think it's going to unsettle them enough, and it'll be close enough at the top that they'll drop down back down to fourth. And I've got Brisbane third once again. Fair enough. Moving them up once from I had them fourth before this. Now they're up to third, but I think they're good enough to get there if everything. If they all, if everyone's on the park and healthy, I think they'll be there. All right. It's a deeper squad than last year, so Champions League they'll be able to deal with it better. All right. So using that pattern, Adam's got the Raw finishing fifth. Scott has them finishing third. So therefore, that must yeah. mean. No, it actually doesn't. I've got the Raw finishing second. <laughs> I I do agree. It's a much deeper yeah. squad than last year. And look, if you want to be all statistics and whatnot, yeah. John Aloisi seems to hit on about half of his signings, correct? Yep, yeah, roughly. So let's assume that out of, what is it, Ben Kalfala, Macarone, Skipidis, Bortiak. Well, just take Bortiak, Macar- Bortiak, Macaroni, and Ben Kalfala. If two of those three hit, you're in... Yeah. You're in business. Well, hang on. Where is it? Yeah, we've got that on yeah. a different sheet. But you, let's assume that half of those work out. That's a good sign. Yeah. And look, that back end was... Okay, it had some issues at times last year. I think they'll admit to that. But it was a lot better than the year before. Yeah. And if that improvement can continue... Yep. I'm just looking for a quick number here. While you do that, I've got Melbourne victory second. I just think their depth is going to leave them just short. Yep, for me, I, I agree with you on that. I think Melbourne Victory just finished out. I did, I did have them on top to win yeah. it, but then yeah. I sort of thought long and hard that you know I just think that squad depth really concerns me, especially in February, mm-hmm. March, April, and the run to the finals. You throw yeah. in injuries and all that, and it is not a very deep yeah. squad. So for that, like, I think I think they can be great this season. As as we've said, that we all agree that they've probably got the best you know starting eleven yeah. plus four subs in the league. Yeah. I just think they'll fall short. Yep. Anyway, so yeah. Did you find your numbers? Yes. 37 goals allowed for the Raw last year. I feel like if they stick yep. at that number and score the goals that we expect them yep. to, that's well, putting them a lot yeah. closer to what Melbourne victory did for second place last year, Just speaking of numbers, I don't have it exactly in front of me. I think it's 45 goals for and 20 against is the benchmark for what Premier's plate teams are doing. 
Yeah, Sydney FC so were a massive outlier That's basically year. what you're looking at if you're trying to win the Premier's plate. 45 goals, so 420 against... It might be 40 goals, 425 against, actually, but something like that. And just from a numbers perspective, can they get to 50 points? I don't yeah, see why that's not. That's the other thing. That's some magic number, isn't it? 50 uh, is generally... Uh, it means that you're, you're going to be either the Premier or you're going to be very yeah. close to it. Mm. And by process of elimination, that I means... I think we're all boring, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, Sydney yeah. FC is think, back-to-back premiers. I think we're, I think mm-hmm. we can see now. I, I think it's it's very it's very rare that you see a premier and a champion get stronger. Mm-hmm. Now I think this is what what Graham Arnold's done in Sydney. I think you I know, don't as think much, it's going to be by much very be, much though. I uh, really don't think it's going to be by very uh, much. Just well, like by just a victory, not having enough depth mm-hmm. will leave them dropping points where they probably shouldn't drop points, and Sydney will capitalise on it. Like any team, though, I feel like I could see a scenario where Sydney could be really, really good, but I could also see one where everything just falls apart. I where... look forward to that scenario happening. Yeah, look, and that's exactly. <laughs> I, think, I, think we, I think we'll say that you know we we sort of hope in a way that you know it doesn't pan out, but I think that you know all being well and also going to norm, normality, yeah, I think they're they're gonna be very hard to top. And just quickly, Beck, who do you think is gonna uh, be the premier this year? There we go. Yeah, at least someone. <laughs> that was yeah. good if it didn't pick up. Pick it up on the microphone. So we're all going to be replaced next week. <laughs> <laughs> so, Beck, you're right to handle all the... Pr- no, okay, now I'm getting flipped off. <laughs> okay, there we go. Last time I try and include yeah. her in the show. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's going to be a fantastic season coming up. I'm really yep. looking forward to it. Yep. And I think we come back and preview the round one game between the Roar and City. What do you Let's say? talk about some football. Yep. Woohoo!